Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFL scouting combine is starting this week. And I remember a year ago at this time, trying to figure out what we were going to do at the quarterback position. Would we be lucky enough to land somebody like Mac Jones, who was going to fall to us potentially? Did we dare to dream that Justin Fields was going to be our quarterback? Well, it is nice to sit here, even though that the, the regime is brand new. The slate has been wiped clean, but we've got our quarterback of the future. Feels like the organization is heading in the right direction. And tonight on Take It to the Rank, we're going to be welcoming Shane Marshaw, the, the the smartest man in the room to break it all down. And Sammy, normally I'd sit here and go on and on for minutes at a time. But you know what? Roll the animation. Let's start the show. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, the Sick Podcast. with Adam Ray. The sickest Chicago Bears and fantasy football podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. It's Tuesday night. You know what that means. And it's time for Take It to the Rank. And, of course, the Tape Never Lies Network fans out in full force already because we're going to be welcoming to the show. And he had just a matter of saying, you know, let's just bring him in right now. Let's bring in Shane Marshaw, the smartest hey, hey, man hey. in the room. I don't listen. I don't need to go on. Everybody's here because of you. Everybody <laughs> knows you. But how are you doing this fine Tuesday evening? I'm I'm excited, man. It's you know, with change comes renewed enthusiasm. I'm trying to temper that a little bit, but man, I I listen to the guys today, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, and it it gets me excited because I think. Uh, you know, being a Chicago Bears fan, Adam, as you know, has been super tough, and it's they've they've never taken the quarterback situation situation seriously. It's all you know. Let's talk about middle linebackers and running backs, and it seems like right. this new regime coming in is going to be Justin Fields focused with everything that they do, and that's really the way that it should be. Uh, one of the things that I do on our network, I always I, I get sick of Dub Bears moniker, and I get sick of talking about 1985. Like yeah. that was so long ago. Let's let's turn the page and let's let's be a big boy NFL franchise. You know, I'm sick of rooting again. I'm sick of rooting for the Packers to lose in the playoffs as my Super Bowl. You yeah. know, it's time for the Bears no, to get there and do stuff. But that to me, that stuff gets really, really old. And I want to help these Bears fans improve. And we got to get that swag back as a fan base. And that starts with believing in your quarterback. Yeah, you know what? And that's one of the things that I talk about too, is I see somebody on Twitter yeah. and you know, they'll be, I saw this the other day, and this is exactly my my response to it, was like, 
Somebody was pointing out that, like, hey, now Matthew Stafford has as many Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers, has as many NFC Championship games and or victories. And some Packers fan was like, this isn't the dunk that you think it is. And I'm like, you know what? We need to be dunking harder on this. I really – I am of the mind. Like, I know it sometimes makes us look foolish, but I think that we should be dunking on this all day. And exactly how you put it is what I've said a number of times. I've said it on TikTok and all this stuff. People are like, isn't it sad that you got to root for a team to lose? I'm like, yeah, it, it sucks, but I'm still going to do it. Like, I'm, Damn I'm, right. I'm, I'm, right I'm not going to not do it. Yeah. Like, listen, there was there was no bigger 49ers fan in the world than me during yep. this playoff run. Like, I was all in. I was invested. I was sweating it out like my team was playing. And I hope at some point the tide is going to turn and it's going to be the Bears in the playoffs. And it, it wasn't too long ago because during the Lovey Smith era, we were very good and we were a Super Bowl contender seemingly for a number of years. So it can happen. It has happened. And, you know, I, I'm ready for it. I think that we knew, but I do think that we like, let, let's dunk on people. Let's have, let, why don't we make fun of the Vikings more? Like I, listen, I'm doing totally my agree. job, Shane. Like, I don't, I don't want to get on you and put it to you guys. But when I go on the NFL network, there's nobody that rags on Kirk cousins more than me. And that's a fine, he's a fine quarterback. Like he's yeah. okay. But it's like, I'm still taking shots at him because that's what I do. I'm a Bears fan. That's what I need. I need, 100%. this is what I'm talking about. Like everybody needs to get to our level, right? Yeah. I, I totally, Phil and I have been preaching it for years on the Tape Never Lies Network. You know, Minnesota, it always seems like they they get the big names. They get the big name draft picks that fall and then everybody bows down to them. And this is going to be the year. I've never been a believer in Kirk Cousins. I've never even you know, back when Favre was there, obviously you knew that he was a fantastic quarterback and they could make their run, but they still didn't get it done. Not a believer in anything that Minnesota does. And part of me with this way that everything is trending, I'm sure we're going to hear tomorrow that Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay and they're good. Yeah. Bring it on. Like you, you talked about it. The night that we had you on that we got Justin Fields, you're like, hey, listen, I want Aaron Rodgers there because I want Justin Fields to kick his ass. And then we're going to start owning you guys and we'll let everybody, Peter Bukowski, all these guys that are yeah. smarmy people on Twitter that are talking down to Bears fans, that's going to come back and we're, we're going to be the ones there. You know, it turned about as fair play. That's the way we roll on the Tape Never Lies Network. And I I feel a change. That, to me, like I said, I, I wanted to believe in Matt Nagy and yeah. credit credit to Phil. Phil was oh my literally... God. The first guy that was in on Matt Nagy, he's like, dude, I'm telling you right now, this guy can't coach. He's a fraud. He was, and we had these arguments for like three years. Salesman, yeah. And you're like, even me, I was like, Phil, you got to give him a chance. But you know, around week seven, week eight in 2018, when they had a fantastic year, Phil saw he's like, dude, this guy is in over his head. That's it's going to be a problem. And here we are, 2022. The tides have changed, and you know, everybody's still bagging on the Bears because the defensive. Head coach coming in, and I, to me, that's none the of that. dumbest thing. It, it is. It is. is so ridiculous. It's, it's low hanging fruit. We had the offensive guy. How did that work out? It didn't work yeah. out at all. So Mark Trexman was an offensive guy. How did absolutely. that work out? Absolutely. And you got to have a leader of men. That's where it starts. I think Matt Eberflus isn't the you know the thirty year old guru that's going to do Santa's sleigh and you know smoke and mirrors and all that. He's a guy. He's been around the block. He's been with different teams. He's earned his way. He's, you know, climbed up the ladder the right way. And uh, to me, the mic drop moment of his introductory presser was, no, I'm not calling the place. I'm here to be the head yeah. coach of the Chicago Bears. And that that right there got me excited because Matt Nagy was too conceited. Matt Nagy was worried about plays, 
not players. Matt Nagy wanted to be the reason they won. He wasn't worried about the quarterback. He wanted to be the guy in the spotlight, and he fell flat on his face. It is such an embarrassment because if Sean Payton was hired as the head coach, like let's say he goes to Dallas next year. If Sean Payton comes in and says, I'm calling my own plays, you're like, okay, you've kind of earned that. Get it, yeah. You're fine. You call, like Matt Nagy called plays in Kansas City, like for six games. Yeah. Like what is, I don't know. That should have been a tip off for me. There's a, there's a number of things that that really should have stood out to us, which which Phil rightfully called out. Uh, number one, he wore a visor with a bald head in <laughs> Miami. I should have known. Like that was the game that Brock Osweiler started. Yeah. And everybody, and I remember from a fantasy perspective, everybody's like, oh, we're taking the Bears defense. And I'm like, you idiots. Like it never works out. It doesn't work way. that way. Right. It's never, And I'm not just talking about the Bears. No. I'm talking about any team. Yeah. Anytime you switch a quarterback at the last second, He's going to come in and he's going to do well. Like it, it just is a thing. Uh, I know Justin Herbert is an excellent quarterback. Remember Colin Kaepernick's first start? Yes. <laughs> like all these guys, Justin Herbert, Colin Kaepernick, like all these guys come in and it's the defenses are just too rigid. They're just yeah. not used to it. They're, they're not expecting it. It really does throw them for a loop. So I'm like, that's not going to change. He relied on Cody Parkey to make a 50-yard field goal yeah. to try to win that game in Miami, which cost us the Super Bowl. By the way, because that would have given us the number the number one seed. Yep. There was a lot of things that could like there the signs were there. I chose Absolutely. to ignore them. You chose chose to ignore them. Maybe you shouldn't be listening to us. Maybe we didn't feel but no. Well, listen, I I felt like giving them the benefit of the doubt, but I do love that Eberflus is of the mind of I'm not calling the plays. I'm I'm just leading these men. And honestly, like let's be let's be perfectly truthful here. I know there's a new wave of these young hotshots calling the plays. Right. I will tell you this right now because he was out coaching the Super Bowl. If yeah. Matt Nagy or Matt Nagy, basically not the same person, but if Sean McVay yep. was going up against any other coach totally. other than one of his disciples, <laughs> totally. he would have been. He would have lost. He, lost like, he almost lost that game as it was. And by the way, Zach Taylor just didn't become a genius overnight. I think that that's a testament to how great Joe Burrow is. Yeah. And so he almost got really, fired. Exactly. I almost cusp. got fired. Yeah. He was on the cusp of it. And so I don't know. I, I, I think that um I think that they have the right approach. I love that they, you know, they're delegating. I love that they had Justin Fields at the press conference. Very yeah. underrated situation there, Adam. Phil and I were talking before, and uh, you know, the whole thing. I'm like, man, I just hope they don't bring Ted Phillips out. I don't even want to see him at yeah. the presser. Unfortunately, you saw that when I heard during the press conference that Justin Fields is coming up next. I'm like, can I, can I swear here? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, we have, I, I just we want have to make nice, sure. We have yeah. nice Canadian hosts. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, but we I can wanna, do whatever you want. Listen, there's no rules here. I don't want the guy from Montreal pissed off. He's a hockey fan. So it's going to come in here and going to give me the what for <laughs> like, this is not what I signed up for Adam. I go on, you know, it's funny as I go on everybody else's podcast and I swear up a storm. Oh yeah. I'm on like, I'm on with the grassy posse. <laughs> on a on a telethon to raise money and i'm just dropping dropping f-bombs oh, yeah. but here i'm like please no but do whatever you want listen well, I just, yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to get anybody in trouble but no that's nobody's gonna get in trouble <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's just you know overall to me this just feels different it feels like the right it feels to me like matt eberflus was hired at the right time you have your lead dog ryan poles coming in 
offensive lineman background, BC guy. He brings in his assistant, Ian Cunningham, from a real stable franchise in the Philadelphia Eagles, also a former offensive lineman. And again, this is something that the Chicago Bears have just flatly dismissed. I mean, we yeah. get Jamarcus Webb and Taco Tuesdays. That's what we talked about for yeah. years while this guy was here. Seventh round draft pick. Now it's going to be a focus to protect your most valuable asset. Finally in Chicago. And that's where it's all going to start. I'm not saying that you need to go out and throw just gobs of money in free agency. It's just got to be the right guys with the right demeanor. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, we love him here because of his attitude and his mentality. That's what they need on this line. Ryan Poles has come out and said it publicly. We need guys that are going to go out there and not be afraid to kick your ass and tell you about it and say, see in 40 seconds, I'm going to do it again. Yeah, who was it? Was it Freddie who who got mad at, at Jenkins? Jermaine Freddie. That was yeah. horrible. What I, a piece of garbage. Exactly. Like, how, no disrespect to him, yeah. but how dare you go after the guy who's protecting your quarterback? Absolutely. Like, it's crazy. Let me ask you, though, um, because Ryan Poles came out today, yep. and obviously we'll be taking your questions here momentarily, but Ryan Poles came out today and was talking about changes on the offensive line, and I have a question for you. Sure. What does it mean for our two tackles? That we drafted last year. Are they are they part of the plan? Are they not part of the plan? Are they not? I feel I, like Jenkins for sure is because of his yeah. attitude. But are, are they are they small enough? Are they athletic enough? I, I well, it I don't seems, know. It seems like there's going to be a fundamental shift in not just the mentality, but the the physical makeup of the offensive line. He came out and said that our yeah. guys were too big. And I mean, I even look at Cody Whitehair has regressed as a football player since he signed his deal. To me, he looks. I don't want to, I, I hate to call him out of shape, but he looks like he's carrying too much weight. I mean, when yeah. he came out of K-State, he was a guy that was athletic and could move around real well. And the, the Bears did him a disservice by bouncing him, you know, to guard and to center and back and forth and vice versa. But in terms of Borum and, and Tevin Jenkins, my mentality is absolutely they're in play but when i'm going into the off season i'm not telling myself oh larry borum showed promise so i can't touch that position yeah if if i have the right guy in in free agency i know olin was on our show and he brought up a guy like teron armstead uh, a veteran guy but i love teron armstead's talent but and i'm not a stats guy i'm the i'm the anti john wood you know all stats no football i'm not that guy don't take shots at guys who aren't here. Oh, I'll tell him to his face. So you can invite <laughs> him on. I'll tell him to. I'm joking. He's fine. <laughs> but Teron Armstead's snap, snap counts have went down every single year. He does. He's never played a full 16. So yeah. if you're going to be investing a bunch of money into that, I, to me, I love the talent. The the medical red flags to me are, are, are glaring. But it's not going to stop me from – from signing a free agent offensive tackle to bring in, or if there's somebody that falls in the draft that I don't think should have dropped, I'm not going to say to myself, well, Jesus, I got Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum. So I'm just going to let that go. No, that's not the way that I'm going to work. Hey, get out there. And we'll the benefit of Larry Borum. He can play right tackle. He can even play left tackle. Mm -hmm. You can kick him inside if you want to. I mean, versatility is King in the NFL, especially on the offensive line. So I think everything is wide open. And I, you know, everybody today was saying when they were asking them specifics on these players and they're like, yeah, we're not to that point. I actually believe them. I mean, they haven't been out there with these guys on the field. They saw 
the way that Juan Castillo was using them. I think that that's going to be a whole different, you know, change there, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think they know yet. And free agency is going to be the indicator to see what direction they're going to be going in the draft like it is always. Yeah, it really does feel like they're probably not going to go out there and make a lot of huge, splashy signings. Yep. I know that I know that everybody's going to want them to go out and throw millions of dollars at Mike Williams if he's not franchise tag, of course, by the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. But then I look at it, I'm like, you know what? Like, for the money, I think Auden Tate would be better. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, guys like that who can fit into, like, certain roles, like, I mean, Mike Williams is a tall guy who can get down the field, but he's injured a lot. Yeah, he benefited by playing with Justin Herbert. Like, let's not over, not overreact, because like I know, and I listen, I do a lot of fantasy, so I know what I'm talking about. I know that like he has been one of the major disappointments in the NFL over the last number of years. This is yeah. not a player that you want to sign. Watch us, and I don't think that we will. That's the one good thing that I feel about this organization right now is like right. we're not going to buy into that stuff. We're going to make signings that people will will give us. Hey, bud, what's up? What do you? Oh my gosh! Yeah. So no, oh, it's, this guy. It's Philatoshin. Philatoshin's yeah, so live on the. He air was sitting there. Now this guy's a big Mike Williams fan, <laughs> ah, so he's see. upset. He every time. Daddy, look. Yeah, it's me. So I, we've talked about Mike Williams. We told you that's not who we're going to sign. I'm sorry, he's going to stay with the Chargers, hopefully, but we cannot sign him. Okay, that's too much money. So can you say goodbye? Say goodbye to Shane. Hi, buddy. Hi. Hi, how are yeah, you? Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. I like your shirt. You like the Spider-Man you're representing? Okay. You go eat dinner. Mom, there you go. Thank you, bud. He's quick. I tell you, every every time I talk about Mike Williams, he hears that name. He's an infant. He's a three-year-old. Okay, he doesn't he doesn't have the pedigree yet. He's he's up he's he's into the flashy signings, but that's okay. We'll we'll work we work we will work with him. Buddy, I'm telling you. Okay, now you're getting too much screen time. And now everybody's bouncing. That's me. That is me. Okay. So you gotta go. But thank you. Thanks for your input. Thanks for your input, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh God love him. He's a nice boy. And uh he likes football. What do you want from him? Hey. He, uh, he, he puts up with me. Have you and, brainwashed uh, him to be a Bears fan? You know what? A lot of people ask me that question because it's very possible he could be a Chargers fan. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Like that, the AFC Bears? Like, no. Like, why? He's screwed either way. This is the lineage. Yeah. This is a, this is, it's a Chicago thing. It is something that goes back to my grandparents, you know, that this has come on. Like, this is the one thing, like, they're not going to live in Chicago. They're not going to be like, this is, this is your, you know, when, when people ask him, how'd you become a Bears fan? Like, oh, my family's originally from Chicago yeah, or Sterling or whatever. Uh, <laughs> going to ruin the kid's life by making him a Bears fan. Mark, I mean, this is what we do though. Yeah, Mark, hey, how I, did you? I have two kids. My son just turned 11 on this past Friday and he, he had no choice. I, I completely brainwashed him and he, he roots for all the same teams that daddy does and, my daughter's going to be nine months old here in a couple more days, and she's going to oh, be yeah. the she's going to be the same way. No I mean, choice. It's just, yeah, it's a dictatorship when it comes to sports teams. And football is so much easier. And uh, we'll get to more of your questions. We'll, we'll actually get to some of your questions here in a second. But I will tell you this: uh, football because it's once a week, every game's on TV at the same time. 
it's easy to be out of market and root for the team. Where I think it's impossible yeah. is in baseball. Yeah. And my parents, like, they gave up on me being a Cubs fan. We're Cubs, we're a Cubs family. Um, and I was like, I'm root- we're, we're living in Southern California. Like, I'm rooting for the Angels. And they're like, yeah. all right. See, like, those are the those are the games you go to. You're gonna love me. I'm a New York guy. My dad was a New York guy, so my dad was always a Brooklyn fan. So that transferred when we went out. So we're I'm a Dodger fan. I was I had the hat prepared to wear for you, Adam, but I didn't want I you to prefer. Throw me off. We've talked about this before. Don't care for it. But hey, the good news for you is that there's going to be a shortened Major League Baseball season, hey, we'll which win it. works works into the Dodgers' favor. All right, That's, let's uh, yeah. let's get. I have tons of questions, but I want to get ahead. to the fans because they don't know the fans have been waiting. Yep. Uh, Berlissimo, uh, by the way, Berlissimo is signed up yep. to join us on the podcast on uh, March 10th, which is when we'll record it. Uh, so he'll be on with us on March 10th, but he wants to know right now what positions are addressed in free agency and which are prioritized in the draft. So what do you th- – we kind of touched on this a yeah. moment ago, but what do you think, free agency? I feel like offensive line is where they dive in in free agency. I do. I do. I think that they're going to go out and make a – and to me it's really two. I think they're offensive line, and you can't not sign wide receivers. I mean, right now you have Darnell Mooney, Daz Newsom, and I forget the – there's there was a guy that played for the Texans. I can't. He, he's on the bottom of the roster, and I don't. I think he's probably going to be a non-factor moving forward. But um, you know, one of the guys that we like as a network, an underrated uh, wide receiver that really started to show up in the playoffs. That Phil and I are both a big fan of is Isaiah McKenzie from Buffalo. Yeah, I love so. guys like that that are explosive, that can just you know they can dictate with their speed. They can flip the field with their speed. They can take a short pass. They can make a big play out of it. The bears have always lacked players like that. You know, we have Jakeem Grant is a free agent to me. He, yeah. I'm absolutely bringing him back. Isaiah McKenzie, they're a little bit redundant. I think McKenzie is a better wide receiver than Grant is Yeah, overall. But um, I think Barry Lisa is absolutely right. I think they're going to delve into to free agency. And let's be honest, that may start with somebody in house with James Daniels. I mean, kids 24 years old. Yeah. The bears have bounced him around. Um, I'm not the biggest Sam Mustafer fan in the world. Uh, we've talked about that over and over again, you know, on our network. And to me, I think if they bring him back, you know, obviously we believe in what Olin Krutz talks about. And he said when they drafted James Daniels, he's got the potential not just to excel at center. He has the attributes to be the best center in all of pro football. And those, you know, I don't take words like that lightly coming from a guy like Olin Krutz. Right. And uh, James Daniels is probably going to cost you about 50 million over five years, about 10 million a year. But man, he provides you versatility. That's that's key. He's got to get his mind right. I think he's got to He he got into shape in year two. I think he let himself go a little bit in the Bears again for whatever reason. I mean, they've done this for years. They bounced around Kyle Long. They bounced around Cody Whitehair. Now they've done it to James Daniels. Are they going to do it to Tevin Jenkins next? We'll see. That's that's been a Chicago Bears MO in terms of young offensive linemen. And I think it's really held most of them back. But offensive line wide receiver, I think you're gonna see multiple signings there in free agency. A lot of people feel that with the comments of Ryan Poles today, that it actually bodes well for a player like James Daniels. And yep. it does feel totally agree. Everything that you talked about with these players bouncing around, that 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 era of Bears football seems like it's over. It I think better be. Pulls, 
right? Like you get that sense. Yeah. I mean, Cody Whitehair was drafted as a guard. Mm-hmm. When they went up onto the podium, they announced him as a guard. When they drafted James Daniels, they announced him as a center. They didn't play there. You know what I mean? They yeah. bring in Josh Sitton really, really late. And the, oh. the day before Cody Whitehair's first game, oh, by the way, here you go. You're moving. Kyle Long, Phil said the night we drafted him, I don't want to hear this talk about playing him at guard. He's the your most athletic lineman. A lot of people disagreed with Phil, but I happen to agree, man. Put him out at left tackle. What, what did you have to lose? I think we had Bushrod maybe at the time. So, yeah. I mean, obviously money dictated there, but the Bears have never figured that out. These young guys, let them get in a position, and that's why you have depth. And, the, again, the Bears lose one guy and everything falls apart. And back, You can go back to the Marcus Robinson days. He blows up one year. And then he gets injured the next year and you have no wide receivers left. It's it's a sad state of affairs. But like you said, I, I think times are changing in Chicago. I think they I think they obviously are hoping they know what they do. But I, I believe in what they're selling me right now. And that that takes a lot for me to say that. Yeah. And they're not trying to sell us a, a bill of goods about totally agree, being man. competitive the first year. They're not talking about. You know, Aaron Rodgers possibly leaving and being like, hey, the division could be wide open, anything like that. They've actually come out and tried to dampen yeah. expectations and be like, hey, this is going to be this is going to take a little bit longer. And it is one of the things that I think this Bears organization has just been slow to evolve. And Ryan Pace wanted to bring an assistant GM. They're like, no, no, no. This is why we got you. Yeah. And but it feels like. They're learning from their mistakes. I feel like I hope. Almost, they, did you watch the nineteen twenty football drive thing that they put out today? No, no, no. I didn't get a chance to see it yet. It, it, it's it's very well done, but I said you still see some of that hokey Chicago Bears stuff to me. That just you know they they come up and Team Ed Tony Medlin the 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 lead trainer comes out and presents Eberflus with the script B Chicago Bears hat and he says you are now wearing the logo that George Hallis wore. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, listen, great. His, great. his daughter runs the team. Like yeah, you can't, no, I get it. I get not it. Escape it. Yeah. I, I, I sometimes feel that the McCaskey family gets dragged a little bit too much. There's a lot of teams that are owned oh, by it. families yep. in the NFL. And it doesn't matter because they put good people in, in place to run the organization they collaborate better than we do right? right and listen when the giants you know the giants like when they were winning super bowls like nobody made it nobody cared about the mara family they were just there they hand they were handed a trophy yep. wolfgang puck was sitting next to the owner at the super bowl and nobody cared and now when they hired gettleman it's like the mara family doesn't know what they're doing it's like they're just you make a bet like and i think that listen the mccaskies made some errors but I feel like it's evolving, and we're still going to go back. We're going to have the we're going to have the B script. We're going to have a lot of Hallis. They're never selling, by the way, so just get used to it. And uh, that's just the way it's going to be. And it's like the Ursays, like the Ursay, like Ursay's cool. Like he's giving out. I met a kid who got Super Bowl tickets, yeah, uh, from Jim Ursay. Uh, you know, because he's just this aloof guy. But it's like, yeah, imagine, you know, when you when you make good when you yeah. make good hires a general manager. You, you, you draft paid Manning instead of Ryan Leaf. Oh, all of a sudden, you know exactly what you're doing. So I yeah. think that 
once this organization gets up and running, and I've said this on this show plenty of times, once they get up and running, and hopefully that's what Ryan Poles is going to do, then Virginia's just going to be up there. We're going to wave to her during the NFC Championship game. Like she's going to hold the, the trophy that bears her dad's name. We're going to be excited about it. So let's let, so. leave them alone. But so. give them their hulkiness. Like whatever. We, like it's missed out. We like, just need some. We haven't had three consecutive winning seasons since 1988. So that right, it's that's the. That's that's the issue. We need winning cures all, man. We all know that as football fans. They start to win. We're gonna forget the the dub errors, like you said, the script B, none of that stuff from that. I gotta win football games. Yeah, you're like, yeah, whatever. It's cute. It, it is what it is. Uh, but let's go. Uh, let's grab another question if it's possible. Sammy's sitting out there. Is it fair to say that polls and flues want guys that love ball more than they love being a ball player? That's an interesting question, Rick. Uh, what do you what do you think, Shane? Well, I think you know he kind of alluded to it today. Uh, Ryan Poles did, and this is what we've seen in Chicago. Like I, I'm an Alabama guy. I've been an Alabama guy my entire life, and you have a guy like Eddie Jackson came in. You know he he was a captain at Alabama, and then he decided he didn't want to tackle. And of course, you can afford to do that at Alabama when Nick Saban says, "All right, you don't want to tackle. You're my captain. You're going to sit your ass on the bench." Well, you can afford to do that in Alabama because you just have a five-star recruit that you're going to pull off the bench to replace him. Well, he did that to Eddie Jackson. Yeah. Eddie got the memo. He came back, started to tackle, started to play well. He broke his leg, fell in the draft of the fourth round. Ryan Pace grabbed him. Then he got that life-changing top end of the NFL safety money. Things changed for Eddie Jackson. The mentality changed. Ryan Poles alluded to that today, saying – you get paid. You get that second big deal that is going to be generational wealth for you and your family. You may not want to put in all the, all those hard days. I need to find the guys that want their name etched into the stadium. That's what I need to find. And that's what the Chicago Bears need. I mean, you go back. I think you can put Tariq Cohen. I, I still listen. Tariq Cohen, I know he's had a tough year, everything that he went through with his brother getting hurt and stuff like that. I can't believe that Ryan Pace extended Tariq. He had no reason to extend yeah. Tariq Cohen. 100%. And yeah, it, it, he didn't warrant an extension. And now he's coming off the ACL. He ends up having a second procedure. He's going to be almost two years before he's played a meaningful snap in the NFL. He's probably not even going to make the team. I mean, not even going to play any of that contract, that extension out. I have no time for guys like that on my football team. I, I really don't. Eddie Jackson, they're going to give the benefit of the doubt. Listen, I do I think that they're going to listen to an offer for somebody like Robert Quinn, listen to an offer for somebody like Khalil? I think they're absolutely going to listen. I don't, sure. think, I don't think that they're going to make the deal because I think they're going to see what – Eberflus has never had pass rushers like that. Yeah. On the ends. And I, that's going to be the big part of what's going to cover up some of the warts in this building process on the offense. You give them those two pass rushers, you give them a deep safety on the back end that hopefully will buy into the hits mentality. You know, get your track shoes ready, Eddie, because you're going to be running. That's going to I, be it's I think that's the, the Chicago Bears need more people. Like I, It's listen, 2022, it's a different everything's totally different. You know, Eddie started doing all of his Instagram 
videos and laying on the hood of his Bentley at a gas station. And that turned a lot of fans off. And I, I totally understand it, but we need the Eddie Jackson that, that got that contract. We need him taking away the football. We need him taking football seriously, making plays on the field. I know not to bring up John Wood again, but I know he called him the most underrated player on the Chicago bears. No, he's yeah. been a, he's been a wild disappointment. If you watch tape wild disappointment. We needed to bring you two on together. I think that would have been a lot of fun. I don't think he would ever agree to that. He's not. Oh, a big stop fan. it! He's not a big fan of, of me, but that that's fine. This is, this is one of the things that I'd love to do, and people will ask me about that because also when when I had Eric Lambert on, that went over huge. Yeah. I'm like, listen, but I'm I'm willing to listen to anybody. Let's talk oh, about I, it. I get let's, it. Let's no, I don't. I don't blame I, you. I don't blame you. I had to laugh when you were in the chat last week. I'm like, oh boy, Adam ranks in the chat. I said I could feel our because our fans are rabid, man. They you I'm sure you've experienced it that we have our we have our uh, they all, they all crew. Are. They 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 travel and they, you know, they they show Phil and I and cars and and everybody that's involved on our Wednesday night show, keeping it one hundred. They they're they're loyal and and I look down in the chat and I'm like, oh, they're giving it to rank a little bit. But I loved well, your man. I loved your response, man. Hey, I'm going to interview anybody. I I totally get it. That's what we do. We're going to interview. Yeah, like, we had I, Peter we had Peter Bukowski on. We're not yeah. going to have him on and kiss his ass. We're going to try to hold him accountable because that's that's what we do. I would do the same. I'm not going to come on and talk to John and disrespect the guy. I think yeah. analytics absolutely have a place in what we do, but it can't be it can't be the be all end all. You can't draft players solely based on analytics. Does not work that way. Doesn't. Yeah, and I thought that that was you know one of the most interesting things about that is just yeah. I mean, giving him the business, being like, why do you think Justin Fields sucks? Just like jokes or doing anything like that, but I'm with you. Like we've had Tom Tom Grassi's a little bit different because it's like yep. I think everybody everybody finds him agreeable. Um, at some point, we'll have Aaron Nagler on. Hopefully, um, I'm gonna get James Jones on sometime. Like I appreciate it. Like I'm I'm not afraid. Like we don't need to be an echo chamber. Absolutely. You don't need to always agree with me. And that and it's good to kind of like press people on some of their feelings on things and yeah. just find out. Listen. If everybody agrees, you ended up with a quarterback at number two, like Mitch Trubisky, you got to have goodness some, gracious. You got to have that is dissension. His, his rebirth has been incredible because I will say there is part of me yep. that looks at it. Like, you know, he could, he could kind of Tannehill this. If he really, if he gets into the right situation, if he goes got the ability to, I just, I've talked about this over and over on our show. And I know this can come off very very strong i just when i listen to justin fields in post-game press conferences when i listen to the way he breaks down a huddle when i listen to him in the tunnel pre-game to me it's all believable he sounds like a guy that should be in that position i never bought into mitch trubisky in those situations we have video of mitch giving a pre-game speech in the huddle and james daniels and akeem hicks are standing there like the fuck is this guy talking about? Sorry, yeah. we're dropping the F bomb okay. there. But, You're fine. You're fine. But to me, Mitch is gonna he's gonna get paid. You know, if he goes to yeah. Washington, goes to Pittsburgh, or anything like that, he's gonna make plays. I just don't ever believe that he's gonna be consistent enough to be the guy that gets you where you ultimately want to go. I think he's gonna be connected to a draft pick wherever he goes. Yeah, you know, and he'll he's the kind of guy that can take you to a Super Bowl and lose it. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a bad That's, way, but like, no. yeah, like you, everything goes right because again, 
going back to 2018, it was very plausible. Yep. For the Bears to reach the Super Bowl that that year. Absolutely. They would have beaten the Rams 100%. Totally. They agree. would have uh and I listen, they're I I don't I wouldn't have feared the Saints. I wouldn't yep. have thought that you just you just don't concede to the, I mean the Rams beat them. Even Why in the Bears? even in 19 or in in yeah, 20 in, in 2020 when they played the Saints in the play I if Javon Wims catches that ball, uh, to me, yeah. it to me, it, that, but that's what football is. It's a game of inches. And yeah. when you let a big play like that go through your hands, things change. And then you see Mitch on a fourth down, not fight for the extra yard. He goes out of bounds in a playoff. Oh game. my God. That to that me was... is that to me is this upstairs, Adam. Justin Fields is a dog. He's gonna he's gonna lay everything out there. And I believe him. Uh j- just listening to the kid, Mitch has his his safety belt and every press conference and his water bottle and he's pounding the water the whole time. To me, it was never believable that everything, not everything, a lot of it just seemed too big for Mitch. He seemed like the good country kid came to the big pond in Chicago and it just seemed too big for him. But at the same time, I do agree with you. I think he was dealt a bad set of cards with who he, he was graced with to, to lead him out of the John Fox era because that was just awful. That was rough, but there were a number of things that always stood out to me where you're from Ohio. You weren't, I mean, it's tough to be Mr. Ohio football, but it's like, you didn't play for any Ohio school. No, like they didn't let, get, they let, didn't get they let you get out. Yeah. They let you get out of the Mac. Yeah. Like you didn't even play in the Mac. Yeah. Like that to me, it's like, I don't know. Like you had to go down to North Carolina and there's no disrespect to Bucky Brooks. And everybody who's played football at North Carolina, but you're not a football school and no. don't even try to pretend that you are. Um, that's a, that's a red flag. I don't know. I don't, I don't like drafting for from schools because they do that with, with uh, Justin and they're like, Hey, Ohio state quarterbacks. Am yeah. I right? And you're like, there's nothing about Justin Fields that feels inauthentic. No. Like that guy just is like no. super, super serious. Mitch Trubisky is like Tom Welling in draft day where it's like a character playing like it looks like somebody you would cast in a movie as a quarterback that part of it's believable the rest of it not so much all right let's get uh, another question in here this is what happened sorry to everybody who's asking questions this is what happens get us uh should we sign tyron matthew the honey badger uh he would be a great replacement for Deshaun gibson i don't know if the price tag is going to be agreeable i I think that he's going to end up going to a team that's probably a little bit closer to competing for a Super Bowl title, a team like the Baltimore Ravens, for instance. That's who I was just going to say. That's got Ravens written all over it. I love the leadership that he would bring. It's exactly what Chicago needs. But, man, that's that's two very high-priced safeties. And this is what the Chicago Bears fans are going to have to digest is this money has to now get shifted over to the offensive side. It can't be so imbalanced. Not to bring Olin up again, but, I mean, this has been the Chicago Bear way. He said back in the day, he went up to Lovey's office and he said, hey, our offensive line sucks. It's terrible. We need help. And he's like, I got you, big guy. And he said, so when free agency opened up, they went out and gave Julius Peppers a $92 million contract. And he signed the, it was a offensive tackle from the Seahawks. I'm blanking on his name right oh, now. Oh, yeah. It was, but that 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 was their yeah. their answer. I'm sure somebody in the chat will have it, but um. Yeah, J- Julius Peppers, the guy who didn't get to Aaron Rodgers on the Chris Conti play. Yeah, I know that Chris I know. Chris Conti 
gets a lot of heat for that, but it's like you got you got stuck by John Kuhn. All you had to do is get to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And if you do your job, Chris Conte actually was probably doing what he was supposed to do, be at the sticks because they should have gotten to the quarterback, but whatever. Yeah. Julius yeah. Peppers to me, I just love and then he played for Green Bay. Yeah. That nothing was about that. Then they yeah. do something on Twitter recently, they're like trade, cut, whatever. And it was like defensive end. Like, why is yeah. Julius Peppers on this? Cut that guy yeah. immediately no, over, I hear you. over and, Richard Dent. Like, be serious. And the bad part about it is, Adam, as I said, everything works in concert. The, the Bears traded, Jerry Angelo traded a second-round draft pick that year for Gaines Adams, Tampa. 26 years old, and he died. <laughs> he died yeah. in his sleep at 26. The Bears had given up their first-rounder in the Jay Cutler deal. They had given up their second-rounder to Gaines Adams, a guy that had died. Their only move was to go fishing and fishing big. And that's what that's what brought Julius Peppers here. Gaines Adams doesn't die. I almost guarantee Julius Peppers isn't the Chicago Bear. And think, yeah, I mean, you might not sure. even have made you might not even have made the NFC championship game in, in 2010. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it's uh yeah, just bringing that up, just how it gets frightening when 26-year-olds yeah. die and there's like, oh, gosh, yeah. just, just hearing that name again. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things. I, and, and I know that every time that people talk about free agencies I or free agents, I'm with you. It's like, I'm not like, let's, I don't care if we, like, if people are like, we have a needed corner. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I, I would rather lose. The, I, let's start losing 38 to 35. Yeah. Like, we'll eventually, you can, you can find a passable defense. Yeah. Like, I don't think that the Bengals, we're not necessarily like deep and talented. They didn't have they listen. They didn't have Aaron Donald. Right. They didn't have Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey. They were very close to winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. They were they were they were uh, keeping Joe Mixon on the field away from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I hate Joe Mixon. And it's like even I'm like, why are you taking this? Why are you taking this piece of garbage off the field? Like he, I don't like Joe Mixon, but I'm like he's good. Yeah. Like you don't you don't need to bring in Samaje P Ryan in the Super Bowl. Like Samaje could be an, an, an you could enact like he could be an inactive. Like what do you say what what do you say I know this is not what we're here for. What do you I, you know what I am just frustrated cuz I like Sean McVay and I like everything but it's like everybody acts like these young hot shots are the end all be all and they all lose. They all lose. Yeah. Like if they if either one of those guys went up against Belichick, they would have been losing. Done. Yep. Belichick beat Sean McVay 10 to 3 or 13 to 3 in a Super Bowl. The offensive whiz kid got three right. points off Belichick. Shut him down. And, yep. and who are and listen, they don't put a lot of resources in it. They cut people every year. They cut big names every year. So let's not act like you got to keep making these huge signings and everything. Right. And I and not to I I'm sure Bears fans want to hear bigger names, but I like uh somebody had brought it up and I, I could see Eberflus wanting a guy like Xavier Rhodes in here, uh, yeah. a guy that's going to come here, sign cheap, older guy that's going to help Jalen Johnson develop a little bit more, and he's going to sign for the cheap, and he can go out there and steal you, steal you maybe a, a year while you develop some of your younger guys and see how the draft falls. You know, it, you never know who's going to fall or, or who you draft, and they they develop into a, a Jalen Johnson type. I mean, yeah, Jalen Johnson's a fifteen to top. 15 to 20 talent in the draft, but four uh, shoulder surgeries will push you down the draft. And that's what happened. 
No, for sure. And they, they, I, I mean, and to Ryan Pace's credit, uh, he did find a number of players like that yep. who ended up panning out. So as badly as the Mitch Trubisky thing blew up, uh, he did go out there and make some nice picks for us that should continue to benefit us uh, for the next couple of years. Sammy, uh, who else? Who else wants to? What do you, do you think that polls will trade down uh, for more draft picks? It's obviously got to be in play. It's just, you know, everybody asks those questions now. and It just depends on who's on the board. Who's that? You know, yeah. if, if, if 39 comes around and, and Jamison Williams is on the board, I'm sprinting to the podium. Right. And I don't care if his ACL is torn or not. I'm sprinting to the podium and drafting Jamison Williams. It, it all depends on who's there. You can't, you can't make your decision on March 1st if you're going to trade down. I think it's, it's in play at some point in the draft because I think he wants to accumulate some more draft picks. And, you know, we, we haven't heard the the compensatory picks announcements yet. And if the bears will get, you know, one or two of those, maybe an extra six rounder or whatever, but um, it's obviously got to be in play. It all just depends on who's available at 39. If a top 20 talent falls into your lap, especially at a position of need, are you going to, say and now we just we want an extra fourth rounder or an extra third rounder that's not good business in my book no and they'll have their draft board set and they'll have and i know you know you see a lot of mock drafts david bell goes there a lot of times and i don't know where the where this organization will have him slotted but you just got to be you know you got to be nimble is i think the one thing and one of the things that one of the impressions that i'm getting from ryan poles is that he wants to build the depth and he wants to build a complete roster. Yep. And obviously having more picks would benefit us to sure. be able to do that. And I know that people unfairly, again, going after Ryan Pace, like, we don't have any picks. You're like, we did get Justin Fields. Though. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Some of those picks are gone because we got our quarterback of the future. So I will allow it uh, for a year. But, like, yeah, you know what? Like, I in a, in a perfect world, you would trade down – from sure. 39 you try down it multiple times maybe yeah. you know and just Takes get two to tango but, but that's the thing even talking about justin fields who's going number two overall if justin fields is in this draft justin fields it's done or jacksonville's trading out of one to whoever yeah. wants to draft justin field it's that's that is concrete no doubt about it clear cut he would be going number one or number two in this draft over any pass rusher uh over evan neal any of those guys justin fields would be going over so like I said, so I was excited last year when it happened for us to get him at 11, and I would make that deal again, 100%. Yeah, and it always tickles me, and it allows me to go and block people on Twitter who acted like Justin Fields was, that, number one, given a fair shot. Number two, <laughs> showed any like any real reason to be like, wow, this guy just doesn't have – like, what are you watching? Like, what do you – Right. What – like, how do you not see – some of these plays, you know, you, you think of the plays against the 49ers, should have beaten the Ravens, should have yeah. beaten the Steelers, uh, should have beaten the 49ers. You know, like yeah. three wins right there. How do you look at that and be like, this guy can't play on the NFL level? Like, be serious for a minute. I'm surprised you know? he was as good as he was given everything that he went through. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, who's trotting out their, their number 11 overall pick? against the Cleveland Browns and, and letting that unfold. Think, nobody talks about that anymore. Matt Nagy literally let that unfold. James Daniels goes out and talks to Mark Potash publicly and said, can you imagine? I, I, I'm watching 
these guys that I'm watching one of the best left tackles in, in all of football, getting help, getting chip help. And our guys are left on islands. And we have a, a 40 year old Jason Peters out there. We have a, you know, a fifth round draft pick in Larry Borum. And you're leaving these guys on islands in the NFL with a rookie quarterback. It's against miles uh, Garrett. And yeah, it's, it's coaching. Klein. It's coaching malpractice on every level. And people are blaming Justin Fields. That to me is when you're a stat scout, and that's I'm not talking about you, John Wood. Again, I'm just saying that's when you need you to learn. That I am, but you need you need to learn football, and it, it's that's removed. It's like people that come to me and say that Khalil Mack isn't what he used to be. That's because <laughs> you don't know how to watch football. That's it. You're saying, oh, he didn't have a sack today, so he didn't play well. It's not how that, football works. And that goes back two years ago, where. Bobby Quinn was top 10 in pressure rate. Talk about stats. Nobody like the stat guys disappeared on that one. Nick Shook of the NFL network of NFL media was the guy who put out that list going into last season about sack, about a pressure rate and how important that is. And Bobby Quinn was top 10 better than Khalil Mack. So it just translated to sacks last year. And then everybody's like, well, this guy's now good again. You're like, well, he was good the year, but you did. Okay, whatever. Like, yeah, and if if they would have listened to TTNL Network, we we showed people on tape. We do a Saturday series called X's with the O's where it's nothing but tape analysis, and there's no question that's too dumb. If you if you don't know what a left guard is, we, we'll tell you and show you, and we break everything down. And we showed you why you could tell that Robert Quinn was hurt. He had a back issue and he had a foot issue. You could see it with Khalil Mack. You could literally see him shaking his foot, trying to get some of the feeling back in his foot. And But people just dismiss that. Oh, Khalil Mack had a half a sack today. That's garbage. You know, I, I have four sacks with him on my Madden game. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the world that we live in today. There's a lot of stat scouts out there and not a lot of people that know how to break down a football game. You know what? And there is a, you know, and it, it just goes to show you, like, this team, even though they're slow playing us, is going to end up being more competitive. And they're going to be better defensively than people give them credit for as long as Khalil Mack and Bobby Quinn are there. And this is another thing, too. And I think Alyssa and I talked about this, or maybe John Wood and I did as well. But, like, there's no reason to move Mack and Bobby Quinn at this point. No, And that you hope, you hope, like, either number one, they play well defensively. And then if the team's not competitive next season, then you just then you flip them. Like, what did Denver get for Von Miller? Right. Like, well, that's pass rushers in the NFL actually age pretty well. They do. I mean, it, there's a, a lot of guys that are plus thirty. I mean, how how old was Michael Strahan when he when he yeah. uh, got the sack? There, there's and Khalil Mack is he had what six and a half sacks in five games leading the NFL before he got hurt and. He, they said he should have got the surgery last year, but he tried yeah. to play through it. So it's people fall in love with the aura that comes with a draft pick. Oh man, we're gonna get a we're gonna get a second round draft pick, and then we're gonna go out and we're gonna draft this guy that's gonna be a ten year All Pro. Well, what if it's Adam Shaheen? You know, yeah. we live that. What if it's Mark Bradley? What if it's Dan Bazine? This is what we live through with Chicago. Does it? You have a red. The Raiders tried to trade for Khalil Mack last year in the offseason. A lot of people don't even realize that. They tried to trade for him for a reason because they knew they messed up. Pass rush, if you, you you'll see it this year with Eberflus. He's not a yeah. guy that likes to blitz. He wants to win with four. 
He's got two guys that can destroy game. Get up the field, yeah. Yeah. So It it is amazing. And anybody who ever tries to argue otherwise of that trade, like, well, look at Josh. I'm like, you guys cannot be pointing to Josh Jacobs and be like, what? Like, he's not. I'd still think that David Montgomery is better than Josh Jacobs. 100%. And I'm an Alabama guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you guys talking about? You want All to talk right. about the most underrated player on the on the Chicago Bears? That's the guy right there. And I know John Wood doesn't believe that. David yeah. Montgomery is severely underrated. The kid is legitimate. That was one of the things that surprised me was Khalil Herbert played so well that when David Montgomery returned, I'm like, we're, we're going to see a 50-50 split. They actually went back to David Montgomery almost exclusively. And you're like, oh, that's refreshing like surprising but refreshing like okay yeah like montgomery is excellent and he's a good receiver out of the backfield which you need in today's nfl and you don't you don't see a lot of guys improve their speed once they get in their league and he did he did he made a fundamental shift in his offseason training to improve his pure speed you saw it come into play he was a he was a different runner last year still in an offense that didn't believe in the running game yeah, and, yeah I, and you know what? Getsy went up there and was able to use Aaron Jones yeah. and A.J. Dillon effectively. And you know what? And this is the thing, too. When we're we're obviously going to go out and sign some receivers and everything like that. But look at what they were able to do. And obviously Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are exceptional talents. But they made do with, you know, with a good quarterback, yep. one good receiver, one excellent receiver. And they love Mooney. They talked about that today. They love Mooney. Yeah. Um, and they made it work. And with two running backs and guys who can catch the football, like, I don't know. I think Khalil, I think Herbert can catch the football too. If I'm remembering yeah. correctly, I don't think that it was a deficit by any, actually, I think no. he did. Pretty, I think, I think he caught pretty well. Yeah, no, he did. He, he's just not the, the physical nature that he runs with to me, David Montgomery. And I know I saw somebody in the chat say he's not an elite. I don't, I don't care if whatever way you want to label him, he's not elite. Okay, great. Can I win a Super Bowl with David Montgomery? Yeah, I can. Hundred yeah. percent. I don't care if you want to label him elite or he's a good, very, very good running back. Was Cam no Akers elite? You, is, is Cam Akers elite? His his uh, Achilles tendon isn't right. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And David, Mon- I saw David Montgomery go down with a knee injury this year. I texted Phil. And I'm like, he's done. Did you see his knee? He was in three plays later. The yeah. kid goes out there. He he, it, when you talk about that, the gentleman that had the, the question about, you know, football and does it matter to players? That's who David Montgomery is. It matters to him. He wants to get out there and he's going to put his, literally put his life on the line for the betterment of the team and do whatever it takes to, to get the win. And the Bears need more players like that. Yeah, that's exactly what they want. And I remember. During the offseason or during the, yeah, during the brief part before they hired a coach, I think that it, you know, it was, I know that they allowed coaches to talk about whether they thought Justin Fields was good or not, but I thought that coming in more than anything, more than defensively, like, what are you guys, what are you going to do with Fields? What are you going to do with the running backs and Darnell Mooney? Like, what is your plan? And I feel like Everflues must have knocked that out of the park. And I think that they're going to come out here and they're going to have a concise, Yep. Plan for them, and I think with Getsy, I think they're they're ready to go. I, I I think that comfortably, you obviously want to get more receivers in here. Sure, that was another Have thing to. too. I, I how did you feel 
when they talked about the receivers today, where I kind of like the remark where he said, like, they all come in different shapes, sizes, and speeds. And he just wants guys who can go out there and make plays. And we've seen Cooper Cup, a guy who in the combine, a guy who fell in the combine because his 40 time wasn't fast enough and now goes out there and has been dominating for the last couple of years. I feel really confident that they're going to find guys who can just go out there and make plays at the wide receiver position. I do. Well, I think that's obviously going to be the plan, but I also think they have the coach that's going to develop this scheme that's going to scheme them open. Whereas Matt Nagy, like Adam, we again we break down you we break down the tape. We can show you snap after snap after snap. We have one of our most famous drops on our network. Phil's screaming, curls, curls, curls. It wasn't even a joke because that it would be curl, curl, flat, curl, curl, flat, curl, curl, flat. Matt Net, that was the offense. You had Allen Robinson. He's ready made to run a slant big bodied wide receiver. That's not a huge burner, but that can body some guys up. The bears don't throw slant passes. You have big tight ends and Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham. You're not going to threaten the seam with these guys. You didn't see Jimmy Graham until you got down in the red zone. And then it was the, the same fade pass <sighs> every single down. It, it's just Matt Nagy was so completely lost. Luke Getze, I think that's why I bring up a name like Isaiah McKenzie. You bring up, he's not a big guy, neither is Jakeem Grant. These guys are explosive guys that can get separation, that if you scheme them open even more. How many times is it, how hard is it for you to watch NFL football and you're like, man, these guys are running free everywhere. And we get like maybe one play a game that with that in Chicago. One play a month. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's. A you can't cover of, anybody in the NFL anymore, except yeah. for our guys. Yeah, exactly. And in a lot of that was Matt Nagy scheme: curl, curl, flat, curl, curl, flat, curl, curl, flat. And it's, ugh. And we saw it with guys who showed promise. Now, obviously, Allen Robinson, to me, one of the best talents in the NFL, should be open all the time. Had no problem in Jacksonville. Yeah. Had no problem for a couple of years in Chicago till they caught up with the scheme and figured it out. Like if no disrespect to you and Phil, but like, if you guys are seeing this, I think the coaches around the league are seeing this as well. Um, Anthony Miller, like showed a lot of promise. This like, what happens? Like, does everybody just suck or do we just not develop players? And I think that the latter is exactly what happened. Not developing them, not running plays for them. And every year, and every year, I would be there like, this is the year that they're going to put it all together, and they do something, they're going to do something, and they did it. And, and honestly, the, the the game against the Rams, where you're like, oh, maybe Andy Dalton is the, maybe he is the key. And you're like, nope, this guy sucks. Justin Fields comes in, you're like, I can already tell that he's better. Like, does anybody, like, what was, what was everybody doing in training camp? We're like, you know what, Andy, I know we promised you, you know, I know, like, yeah. listen, we have kids. Like sometimes we promise our kids, I'm right, yeah. hey, we're going to go to Cold Stone tonight. <laughs> and then it, something happens. You're like, you know, we're not going to go. Let's yep, compromise. Sorry. You're getting paid 10 mil. That's your that's your thing. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not going to be the starter. We got Justin Fields. You're getting paid 10 million. You're and fine. I, I can put that on to Allen Robinson, too. You know, he he tore his ACL in the first series in Jacksonville. The, the year that he was going to become a free agent. The Bears gave him $43 million. 
coming off a torn ACL. So the the Bears invested in him. Then they they franchise tagged him. There he is. You again. Must you again. Ro- must be an Allen Robinson fan too, huh? You love. Oh, he loves Allen Robinson. Can you say Allen Robinson? No, I see your pee. No, you don't know. You don't say that. You see my I see your pee. Okay. Now that's I already told Shane not to work blue, and then you're coming in here saying that stuff. Why did I ever teach you? Why did I teach you that? Yeah. What's up, buddy? Go go! Got my headphones. No, these are my headphones, but we'll get you soon, okay? Mm, Mom, I'm You'll get your own segment at some other point. Mama, I'm you heard you talking about the ice cream. Yeah, yeah. He heard Cold Stone. He's like, "What? Are we getting Cold Stone tonight? Now I got to figure out. I got to tell him." We're not getting cold stuff. Um, I feel bad, by the way, for everybody who's dropping questions. Listen, we've been I, – I feel like we're answering your questions. This has been one of the better conversations uh, that we've had in quite some time. Let's let's see. Do we have another question, though? I don't want to neglect people. Um, but if Mooney gets uh, number one wide receiver numbers, what makes him not a number one? Is it his size, like anything? I don't know. No, I just I don't, don't get, think – I don't. I, on a good team, I don't think Darnell Mooney – is a number one wide receiver. And I know a lot of people hear me say that and think that that's a sign of disrespect. I, I just don't think that it's disrespectful at all. That's just on a good team. I think Darnell Mooney is a two or possibly even a three. The who did the bears have it wide out? (laughs) Didn't have anybody. Allen Robinson was out. You know, you can question effort sometimes. And beyond that, Jakeem Grant stepped up a little bit. Then he got hurt. Darnell Mooney was the de facto number one and came through in year two. That's that's great, and that's a positive sign for him moving forward. Uh, Ryan Poles uh, singled him out today mm-hmm. more than once, and I think that that's a great sign. Again, it's a it matters to him. But Darnell Mooney's not crazy. Listen, he's a fifth-round draft pick. The kid hasn't been paid yet. He knows what comes with the territory. If you're going to stick around, be Justin Fields' best friend, be a deep threat in Chicago, you're going to get rewarded financially for it. He's, he's playing the, he's playing the poker game the right way. He knows yeah. who's butt to kiss. Let's be honest. And, and I love Darnell Mooney. Absolutely. Am I going to pencil him in and just say, Oh, we have Mooney. He's our number one. Nope. It's not yeah. the way this business works. No. And that's true. And I, I think that the desire is to have somebody and I know he's not a free agent, yeah. But I, I I think about like if he played alongside somebody like Keenan Allen, sure, which I guess is what like Allen Robinson should be in a perfect yeah. world, and but that's who you want. Like there are certain guys that you look at, and it's not about size. It's not like Keenan Allen six five or anything like that. It's a big dude, but you know, like I don't necessarily like you know who a number one is, but yeah. there's also something to be said about like a one B, you know, and that's fine. And I don't think that there's any – it's not disrespectful at all. And you can win football games with guys Damn like right. Arnold Mooney making huge plays. And I, I think, though, what you would like is somebody like OBJ or somebody like that. <laughs> you just have to hold you. Okay. We will um, – I see that. I see no, the Okay, that joke has already landed once. We don't need I see the I do like that you've leaned into the microphone to say that. You're learning. Okay, nope. Nope, we're not doing that. I need your cheeks. Okay, you need my cheeks? Okay. You're going through all the hits. Can you say bear down? I, yeah, I 
Okay, no. What about bear down? I see Okay, what about bear down? Okay. Why are you going for the cutler bobblehead? I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like that. All right, buddy. We'll we'll wrap this up soon. Don't worry, Tom. He's having a good time. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we we had a big day. We went to the beach. He's fine. Um do we have another? Do we have one more? Let's do one more. Then we also how are we feeling about Larry Borum at right guard? Uh I we talked about this a little bit. I yeah. think um, but again, like I just think it goes back to the fact that nobody's locked into anything. No. Nope. And I think there, that's a good sign. Yeah, there is. And and we've preached on TTNL network that you know competition breeds success. But the thing about it is that was like a, a motto that Ryan Pace lived by, but he thought if you just made competition with D-level players that people were just going to separate themselves. Well, no, it was just a competition with a bunch of guys that weren't very good. So you have to have guys with talent that are going against other guys with talent, and that that's what football is. That's when you get your separator. That I'm not going to go out and say, no, Larry, you're – you're a right guard and, and you're totally done. No, he showed promise at left tackle. He showed promise as a right tackle. Ryan Poles may come in and say, Hey, I think you, I want you to uh, get a little bit stronger, get in even better shape, and we're going to push you inside. And then to me, that would send up all the flares that James Daniels is going to be back in free agency and he's going to be your center. And then you figure out what's going on with, with, Cody Whitehair be your left guard, then that opens up things maybe in free agency or the draft at left tackle, right tackle. You already have Tevin Jenkins there, but how do I feel about him at right guard? I'm I'm very intrigued because again, this is this is the thing with Ryan Pace, and I I I was probably more of a Ryan Pace apologist longer than than most people. I was, because, I was with we were very listen, we were very similar with Nagy and Ryan Pace. Like yeah. we were both I was off Ryan, I was off Matt Nagy way before Ryan Pace. I Ryan Pace had his warts. I just think he obviously I mean the quarterback for the, him to give 45 million to to Mike Glennon 18 million guaranteed as really just a a ruse to so you could draft Mitch Trubisky. That's I mean that that's a fireable offense right there but you had the third overall pick there were three conceivable quarterbacks that you could have gone yeah. with yeah like you didn't need to do that no not at all and he he had enough deshaun watson was not there was not that, in the top two it was patrick mahomes and mitch Trubis- mahomes was two mitch trubisky was number one and they had enough of a a separation between those two he thought he needed to go up one spot and that that to me right there that's that's the be all end all. And then you then you follow it up with Adam Sheen in round two to just you poured gasoline on the fire and then you dropped the nuke on it after that. You would have drafted, I know legalese uh with Deshaun Watson, it's always difficult to talk yeah. about, but I don't know. I don't know that Mad Nagy would have made it work with uh Deshaun Watson and George no. Kittle, but I'm like, it would have been harder for him to fail. Yeah, and they yeah. probably they probably would have gotten the Super Bowl in 2018. So who knows? Yeah, yeah and I, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes here in Chicago. No, not at all. What are you doing, buddy? What are you going now? You now you found a different route to take. Okay, you sit right there. We're gonna get with you in a second. You 
He heard, yeah, he likes that. Uh, he likes cool. Yep, of course. You're going to the, the potty talk already. This is what you do. This is what you're going with. This what, is what um, happens? This happens on TTNL about 1 30 in the morning in our fourth hour of broadcasting. Yeah, this is listen, it happens. They're excited, they want to be with their parents, Nothing like it's no big deal. Um but I, speaking of like not giving people positions, and this, you know, I know I'm extending your time here, but yeah, uh, all good. But but like not not giving people positions. I thought that one of the cool things too, like we all just assume like Roquan Smith, like they, you know, he's going to play this spot and this and this defense and everything like that. But again, even with him, and this is a guy who's like an All Pro level player. They still are not just being like hand in hand anything. Like yeah. that, I feel like that's a that I mean that's a good sign, right? Absolutely. And it, it, this is all a big poker game, and I don't think that they're going to give up. Listen, he's going to be a he's going to be a will backer. Eberflus, no no doubt about it. But they if they come out and say he's going to be a will, then that's going to let everybody else know for sure that hey, the Bears need a the Bears need a middle linebacker. Any of the the weak side linebacker, uh, draft picks, free agents, you know, they're not going to – Chicago can't even use them a, as a pawn. And it, Roquan's going to get one of those deals that's going to probably most likely reset the market. And it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, and this is probably going to set the chat room on fire. I love Roquan Smith, but even as an off-the-ball backer in the defense that he was coming off of, to me, he needed to make – more plays, more big plays, game-altering plays. I didn't see enough of them. For him to get a $100 million contract, which is the, the territory that he's going to be in, him moving to the Will linebacker spot under Eberflus, you're going to start to see those plays because everything is funneled to that Will backer. I mean, Derek yeah. Brooks, Lance Briggs, those type of guys, the the – the guy in, in Indy that Eberflus groomed himself it, that he's going, he's going to be a will backer hundred yeah. percent. Totally agree. Would it stop me for listening to offers for Roquan? If somebody wanted to entertain me with some offers, I'd listen. That's just Everything, good business. Everything's got to be on the table. Yeah. But it is one of the things I know you probably had Jay. I think you, you did have JJ on your, on your show too. Yeah. It might've been the night before he came on to mine as well. Um, per use, uh, but he said like that is this is set up for Roquan. When it, and I think, but I think the ball's in his court. Like yeah, like this actually it is set up for you. And I, I kind of like the fact that they're not coming out and just handing it to him. But not only do you need to go out there and win that job, you got to excel at it. Like we yeah. we see the blueprint. Like we we know how good the person playing that position should be. Yep. So anything less than what we saw in Indianapolis. It's going to be deemed a failure, but I think that Roquan is up for the challenge, and I think it'll be pretty good. I do too, and he, again, it goes back to what we were talking about with Darnell Mooney just a few minutes ago. He knows how to play the poker game and, and go in and sit down with Ryan Poles. There was one guy on defense that showed up to OTAs last year. Do you remember who it was? It was Roquan Smith because why? He wanted that new paper. He knew, and that he's going to be a, he's on that going to be that you know the fifth year option is going to be kicking in he he's going to reset the market for for linebackers very very likely and he's he knows how to play the game and he's he's going to be a difference making linebacker that he needs to be 
as a will backer in this defense. It's going to be a, I think he is going to be very, very excited. If you thought he got a lot of, he's the tackles are going to be there for him. You're going to see yeah. game altering plays now from Roquan as a will. That's backer. what we need. Yeah. And, and, you know, and like, again, like with everybody's talking about needs, need here. I'm like, I don't, I don't think we have as many needs defensively as you think. Like some of the things that you need a corner, like obviously you need an off the ball. You need another corner. Thomas Graham played pretty well. Thomas Graham well, is going to be in. I'll shout out Barrelissimo. He's been all over this and he is going to be one of those players that people are going to be like, Jesus, where did, where did the bears get this Graham kid? He's actually a pretty good player because he's going to be a perfect fit in the cover two defense that Eberflus wants to play. He's going to stand out. I'm telling you right now, keep that name on your, on your yeah. docket because he's going to be a kid that's going to be making play. He, he came out one of one of the, my favorite games last year was when all the starters were out and they're playing all the young kids. It mattered to them. Thomas Graham was the leading the charge. He was out was there making plays. Stud, yeah. Yeah. You saw 27 running around. It was like, who yeah. is this guy? Not a lot of people knew him, you know, even coming from a, a, a program like Oregon, you know, yeah. these guys still kind of fly under the radar, especially playing on the West coast. Again, Ryan Pace did find some gems for every yeah. Adam Shaheen. He did find guys like this who should benefit us. Uh, in the near future, the, the future as it is. And another guy that JJ called out as well, along with Bellissimo, who will be with us on March 10th. But I have to let you go. We're going to cut this short. Or not cut it short. We went 15, 20 minutes over. This is what nice. we do. Um, and we answered like four We we answered like four questions. But listen, I felt like I we covered everything. We Because co- there was big news today. And we covered it all. And if you didn't get enough, the good news is Shane's going to be back tomorrow night. Not here but you can go to the Tape Never Lies Network and watch his show with, with Draft Dr. Phil, who we've alluded to a number of times this evening. Uh, tell us a little bit more what you guys got coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, keeping it 100, we're going to have on Dion Miller is, is coming on to sit down. I think this is her third time coming on with us, talk uh, from ABC Chicago. She's she's real fun to have on, very lighthearted, knows how to, you know, we're, we're very, very open and... Uh, I guess raw, as you'd like to say, we uh, keep it on, keep it 100, just like our our title says. And then Herb Howard from uh, It's the Bigs is going to be on. He covers the Bears beat for them. So we're this, you know, we cover the Bears obviously all season long, but we really start to uh, get into it in the off season. Uh, we have our our Patreon side, uh, the TapeNeverLies.com. You can go over there and sign up. It's seven bucks a month, but we do. A whole bunch of uh, stuff there. X's with the O's every Saturday. You can sit down with Barrelissimo, uh, Phil Atoshin, Phil Atoshin Sr., Hall of Fame high school coach. And then they, they're really getting into the details. And starting uh, this past Sunday, uh, Phil, myself, and Barrelissimo every Sunday morning I do a show called Draft Mob. It's solely dedicated to NFL draft prospects. We usually have one on every week. We'll break down their tape with them live on air. We'll tell them things that we like in their tape. We'll tell them things that we don't like right on the air with them and let them talk about it. We had Cole Strange from uh, uh, Tennessee uh, Chattanooga, I believe it is, that he played at. I'm blanking on his college right now. Uh, But he's going to be a a guy that you're going to really hear about in the uh, NFL draft, an offensive lineman. He's he's reared up and ready to go. You're going to see him at the NFL Combine been kicking off here so uh yeah we're we're always around we're pumping out content each almost each and every day in the off season and 
you'll see guys like Adam Rank come on with us on draft night and chop it up when we have uh, huge draft picks like like Justin Fields. Like that was Justin one of my Fields. most it's one of my most favorite moments last year, Adam, having you on oh there right after we got him live on air. I was literally moved to tears almost. And just yeah. the, the way that that night came about, you know, um, just the unexpectedness of like maybe just the, the number of things that had to happen, yeah. you know, the Falcons going for Kyle Pitts, which wasn't a huge surprise. Yeah. But then, you know, um, it's funny because Matt Rule, and the Carolina Panthers, like they knew exactly who was getting picked where. Yep. And the fact that they were so good with Sam Darnold, like, okay, do what you got to do. And the Broncos wanted to go corner. And that'll be, listen, that'll be something like Sertain and these guys, I don't care. If they become Hall of Famers, that's fine. But if Justin Fields develops the yeah. way we expect him to, there's nothing. There is nothing. Like, look at Troy Aikman compared to Dion. Yeah. Like, that's. You know, that's what we're talking about. Like, uh, who totally else was agree. drafted in 83? Like, whatever position player yeah. in 83, like Dan Marino and John Elway were the best picks. You yeah. know what? There's just nothing about drafting a quarterback. So, uh, hopefully, we can be talking about that and in glowing terms about Justin Fields. And, of course, during the offseason, we'll continue to talk about that uh, as free agency rolls on and the draft starts rolling on and all that stuff, secondary free agency. Yeah. And so, there's a lot of good stuff. So, make sure you're checking out the Tape Never Lies Network. And, of course, here – on uh, on the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank, we've got Take It to the Rank every Tuesday night. Thursday, we'll be recording a podcast with Stephanie Smalls. I'll be talking about, like, listen, probably be talking a little bit more uh, general NFL, but still something you should check out. And of course, that you know, that's my trade. I am an NFL Network employee as well, so we do delve into a little bit more and kind of spread it out a little bit. But then we will be back. But listen, we'll be with us on March tenth. And we will have something cool next week. And then I don't, I'm not saying it'll be as good as he or she will be as good as Shane, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll try. We'll try to find somebody who can, uh, who can adequately replace or, or fill your shoes because you've set a bar very high uh, with your appearance here today. So thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you in just a minute, but I'm going to let you go. Yep. And uh, once again, just to wrap up, thanks to everybody who joined in. And uh, thank you, everybody who joined into the chat. We do go back, look at these comments. I just thought that the conversation with Shane was so good, so much to cover that we weren't able to get to everybody's question and comment, but we do appreciate you checking us out. So we'll be back Thursday. Check for the new newest podcast with Stephanie Smalls. We'll be dropping that one. And until then, uh, we'll talk to you later. And uh, Sammy, why don't you roll us up? Play us out, buddy. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.